Hello and welcome to the final part of the sales success series titled How to Close a Sale in Six Easy Steps. This method is based on a conversation with the brilliant and fascinating Linda Richardson, founder of the sales training firm Richardson and author of the huge bestseller Perfect Selling. This stuff is awesome. Hang tight to the six steps that will help you close more deals. So step number one, ignore the ABC strategy. I'm not kidding. Traditional courses in closing business emphasize the ABC, always be closing strategy. However, while it's easy to remember, it's also a very stupid idea. The reason is simple. Customers don't want to be hammered into buying. That tired old ABC strategy creates a sense of pressure which inevitably creates resistance to the sale. The customer starts feeling that you're more interested in making the sale than meeting the customer needs. And when the ABC stuff actually works, you've created a whole um, new world of woe and resistance. Here's why. When customers succumb to pressure, they inevitably resent you and often find a way to get out of the deal and not to do business with you again. That means that you're sacrificing the possibility for a long-term relationship with a customer. And that's really dumb, especially if your high-pressure tactics result in a lost sale due to buyer's remorse. Step number two, cultivate the right mindset. I've spoken about this in previous podcasts. We're having the right attitude. Great closers believe that the clock has only one time, is right now. If they get a lead, they're on that lead immediately and they follow up flawlessly. If you want to close, you've also got to torque up your sense of persistence. If there are three salespeople competing for the same business, the closer is the one who, for example, remembered to send a tailored follow-up letter or email to the customer within one day of the meeting. Closers are vigilant and inexhaustible in their follow-up. They're good at dialogue and possess the skill and confidence to know how and when to ask for the sale. More importantly, they realize that it's almost always a mistake to close a sale that would, in the long run, alienate the customer and damage the relationship or the company's reputation. Step number three, set an objective for every meeting. Whenever you call on a customer, have an objective that is specific, measurable, and appropriately aggressive. Specific objectives aren't feel-good goals like, I will get closer to the customer. They're goals that can be easily assessed and measured, such as, I will get a list of the key decision makers, or I will ask for the business. Objectives should be aggressive, but appropriate to the stage of the sales cycle. For example, on a first sales call for a complex multi-million dollar deal with multiple decision makers, it would be overly aggressive to send an objective like, I will close the deal today. Setting objectives doesn't mean that you can't be flexible and adjust the goal while you are in the meeting. But a great closer always has a direction 
and understands where the meeting needs to go in order to maintain momentum and win the deal. Step number four, constantly check if you are on target. Throughout the meeting, keep the customer involved. During the meeting, you will, of course, identify the customer's objectives, strategy, decision process, timeframes, etc. And position your ideas, products, or solutions to satisfy those needs. That's basic selling. However, you must also ask checking questions to get feedback from the client about what you have said. Ask open-ended questions. Non-leading checking questions allows you to gauge how the customer is responding and adjust your solution accordingly. Most importantly, this checking process will give you the information you need to confidently close. Effective checking does not involve leading questions such as, does that make sense to you or do you agree? With leading questions, customers will often take the easy way out and nod along and agree with you without really agreeing. Instead, ask checking questions such as, how does that sound and or what do you think? Unlike leading questions, checking questions encourage the customer to provide you with frank, vital information. For example, bad example is, you have a first-rate delivery capability in all key markets. The salesperson did not check after expressing this view. What does the prospect answer? How do you handle invoicing? <laughs> Note that in the example that I've just given, the conversation has moved on and you have no idea whether the customer agrees or disagrees with the first-rate delivery assertion. A better way to do it is, for example, you, you say, we have a first-rate delivery capability in all markets. Do you think that might be useful? So the prospect might, ask, might say something like, I'm concerned you can't meet our global needs. You can answer back, I understand that you have global needs. Why do you feel we may not be able to meet them? Then the prospect might say something like, we want feet on the street and you don't have international offices. You might respond with something like, it is important to have people deployed internationally. For that reason, we have partnerships with the top companies in regions where we do not have our own offices. Would that address your concern? Then the prospect must say, it might, providing you can invoice centrally. Note that in the example I've just given, you are now learning what the prospect thinks and repositioning your company's capability in order to build towards the eventual close. In short, every time you position your products and services, you must check to get feedback. The best part about constantly checking is that if you do it correctly, the client will often preemptively close the sale for you by saying something like, so when do we, do, when do we start? It's a great buying signal from the client's side. Step number five, summarize, then make a final check. If the customer does not preemptively close, then you must move to close or you will lose ground and possibly the entire deal. You've positioned your products and services so that the customer understand how they meet his or her needs up to now. You've used checking to get feedback to make sure there is agreement and understanding. 
Now comes the mechanics of the close. First, give the customer a concise, powerful summary that reiterates the benefits of your products and services. Once you've done this, make one final check, not for understanding, but for agreement. For example, you might say something like, our worldwide service capability will allow your employees access anywhere they travel at a cost that's significantly less than you're spending today. How does that meet your objective? The purpose of this final check is to seeking a green light to go for the close. The final check also gives the customer the opportunity to surface any final objections that might interfere with your close. If a final objection services, handle it and then restate the final check. Now, a lot of people are afraid of objections and there is a golden rule that I always talk about. I always tell salespeople that people who do not object do not buy. So if you really think about it, an objection is a great buying signal. And finally, step number six, ask for the business. Now, it's time to be direct and to ask for the business or next step. This must be done confidently and clearly. For example, this is something that you might say. We are ready to start. Will you give us the go ahead? If the customer declines, acknowledge that fact to the customer and then find out why. This is called overcoming objections. As appropriate, make a second effort. Regardless of whether you actually closed and the meeting with confidence, energy, and rapport to make a positive last impression. Thank the client for the business or reinforce the desire to work with the client, but most of all, follow up immediately. Please, uh, people, salespeople who uh, fail to ask for the sale might waste all the effort that you've made in the previous five steps. So a quick summary, here they are, the six steps as described in this podcast. Step number one, ignore the ABC strategy. Step number two, cultivate the right mindset. Step number three, set an objective for each meeting. Step number four, constantly check if you're on target. Step number five, summarize, then make a final check. And number six, the most important step is ask for the business. I hope you've enjoyed these uh, tips and techniques. Thank you very much for listening to the Sales Success Series, and we wish you the best of luck. Happy selling.